this week I have some statistics for Lynn on what percentage of Americans believe in the supernatural. Lynn tells the tale of her lost words on her book, and our spooky special guest teases the Paracon she coordinates. Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> Lynn is back. Tell a friend. <laughs> uh, we're both back, actually. <laughs> back for episode six. <clears throat> How's it been six already? This is crazy. I know. Time flies. And we're only like four episodes away from the end of the season. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's a short season this year or this season, but still, it's weird. <laughs> Did I tell you that I've lined up a guest for my next interview? You did not. Who you got? I did. Edward Hancock. I'm so excited. He's actually one of my best friends. He's an author, too. He lives in Texas. He goes to, like, all the cons. He writes the Alex Mendez series. I'm pretty excited about it. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Just so everybody knows, because I don't think we mentioned this on the last episode. I don't think we have. Lynn's podcast is back. Oh, it is back. Yes. I had to take a break. That's why a lot of podcasters take breaks. YouTubers take breaks. We get tired, (laughs) y'all. It's a lot of talking, a lot of recording, a lot of editing. Yes. And in my case, the reason that we're going to be stopping our season one for the summer is because I don't have air conditioning in the studio. So, (laughs) Uh, uh -uh. So things sound a little different this week, and uh, y'all might be thinking that Lynn has relocated to New York, and um, as much as I wish that were true, it's not the no. case. No. Uh, but our podcast has gotten a couple upgrades. Not only do I have a new, powerful, wonderful, freaky microphone, <laughs> but we are also using a new program, and though we are not sponsored by them, hint, hint, we <laughs> cannot talk about it enough. Uh, it's called Zencaster. It's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. So if you're ever thinking about podcasting, Zencaster. It's fantastic. This is the one I'm using for my podcast now as well. Yep, and it works great. Um, actually, the episode where you interviewed me just went live today. It did. I'm so excited. I have to go listen to it still. I just finished listening to it before we got on here. So Was it good? Was yep. it all right? Yeah. Okay. Um, some of the perks of Zencaster include each of our voices being recorded on separate tracks which can then be downloaded for editing we can have up to four different people on at the same time so if we had two different guests we could all be here at the same time which is fantastic we haven't gotten there yet but who knows and we're allowed to record unlimited audio the best part however is that it's absolutely free yeah, and if you want to host more guests, record video interviews, or use their post-production software, uh, it's only $20 to upgrade per month. Yeah, which is a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a truly fabulous program, and um, we highly recommend it. And just, I don't know if we've ever mentioned it on the podcast, but so for anybody who's curious, I am in New York. I'm in Missouri. And yet, we sound like we're in the same room. Yay! <laughs> no more no more Lynn recording on her phone. <laughs> so I will uh, put the link to Zencaster in the show notes for anybody who's looking to start a podcast. You know you guys have something to talk about. <laughs> Everybody has something, some wealth of knowledge to share with the world. 
And I might have something new up my sleeve, so stay tuned. Ooh. Now, uh, with that little spiel out of the way, it's time for us to get to our contest we were running. Unfortunately, we got no answers to the question, so nobody won the prizes. But that's okay, because we will have more contests open in the future. And for anybody wondering what the answer was, it was Doctor Who. So in the beginning of episode three, before even the theme song, I used the term jiggery-pokery, which, for anybody who has religiously watched Doctor Who, it was a term used in one of the first episodes of the new Doctor Who episodes. I have never watched a single episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, so I knew you wouldn't know what it was, but I thought somebody would. What is jiggery-pokery? So in the episode, he... uh, used his sonic screwdriver to um, enhance Rose's phone so that she could call home from not only a different planet, but a different time. And he used the term jiggery pokery to say what he was, you know, what he was doing to it. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. It's a term I use a lot now. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, mine is all always walking dead or office quotes. I'm doing yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, to be completely fair, that might not have been the easiest question in the world because I don't know if our listeners watch Doctor Who or not. So the future contests will be a little easier. So, Lynn, you remember how last week we were talking about how you don't really necessarily believe supernatural beings could be real? Yeah. Well, it turns out, I did a little research, of course, because we all know research is my favorite word. <laughs> and it turns out that only two in every five Americans believe they are. That's actually kind of a high number. Two in every five? And see, I thought it was low, but... Um, so a poll was published back in October that out of a thousand U.S. adults, only about 43% believe in demons and 41% believe in ghosts. Well, I believe in demons and ghosts. I just don't know if I believe that vampires and shifters are real. And that's what shocked me the most about the article was that only 9% believed in those. And werewolves and vampires. That that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know if it's just must be a mentality that, you know, because even you and I were, were seeming to think different things about the, the article, so. See, I, I wish... But I want, if they were to come to life, I want them to be my version, not like 30 Days of Night vampires, you know? Yeah. And and not not Twilight type either, but, you know. Unsurprisingly, when they took gender into account, women were found to be more likely to believe in the supernatural than men. My mom and I have a theory about that. We actually were just talking about this recently. Women uh, follow their intuition and have more intuition, and we tend to be more sensitive to everything around us. You know, more women are empaths. Our theory is is because we have more interactions and experiences than men. Interesting. Yeah. I think just men are more scientific rather than theoretical. I don't know. I'm kind of a cynic normally. And I've experienced it, so my husband, I think he's coming around, but he wasn't a real big believer in it before, until I'm like, ooh, there's something right there, like I walked right through it, you know? (laughs) I don't know, I guess I believe in more than the average person, I I mean, I believe all of it exists, I just, like I told one of our guests recently, I just feel like they're better at hiding themselves in, you know, in werewolves and vampires and demon type 
situations. Um, well, and if you we think about there. the whole, if you think about the whole UFO thing, it is kind of arrogant to think that human beings are the only intelligent species in the entire universe. So there yeah. could be. I just, I don't, don't want them sucking my blood. That brings up an interesting hypothetical. Do you think the lore of supernatural beings may have started in a different, like on a different planet or something? Or like instead of them being humans that turn into supernatural beings, they're just aliens from a different planet? Could be. I have another friend that has a whole theory about the, the, the green men being um, people from the future. That because of the way the planet is going, that the reason their eyes are big is it's contacts covering, you know, for protection. and That's interesting oh yeah. theory, too. Yeah. I love hearing other people's theories. I love what it. There's, I? there's no weird theory to me. Well, and that's one of the things I really like about the supernatural is that you can hypothesize, you know, your entire life and, and never be wrong, really. I mean, because there's no way to prove it one way or the other. Right, right. So, I enjoy the chase. Let's put it that way. <laughs> would you like to have early access to all the episodes of let's get mystical how about the opportunity to ask questions of our guests visit www.patreon.com slash genevieve show and support the show for as little as two dollars per month and become one of our treasured patrons We'll even be providing a special video episode each month. We'd love to have you as a patron, and we thank you for your support as we bring you everything supernatural. Again, that's www.patreon.com slash Genevieve Schultz. So have you been watching anything good on TV? Vikings. I am obsessed. The, the, The original... I guess it was on A&E or something. That is what we've been watching is Vikings. And like, it's become the highlight of my night. I finish my work, you know, my writing and all my other stuff and we eat dinner. And then that's what we do is we watch Vikings. Interesting. Well, when you're done with that, I'm curious to see what, if you watch anything that's supernatural based. <laughs> that, you know, the Vikings came across cause I saw, um, I think it's newer called Vikings Valhalla. And I thought it was a supernatural type thing. I just thought, you know, they show the little bitty clips. And I'm like, ooh, violence, excitement, you know, action. And it's Vikings, like, you know, old school Northmen. And then we just segued in and, yeah, I got obsessed. Now it's kind of, I don't want to give spoilers away for anybody that hasn't watched it, but because of a major death, it's kind of it's changing a little bit, but we'll see. Hmm. Well, my television watching has taken a turn. So yeah. last episode I mentioned I started Stargate Atlantis, and that went downhill faster than snow in an avalanche. Isn't that a sci-fi? It, yeah, it is. And the yeah. first episode was fantastic, but second episode, it was so different from the first episode, I just couldn't do it. I quit in the middle of the second episode. Yeah, I'm not a sci-fi person. It's not. I mean, the main characters are human, but... It, you know, as other planets and alien technology and stuff. And it was great in the first episode, but then they just, it's like they skipped a whole giant section of the story and they just went 
to the action. It just, it, it was too jarring for me. Makes you, get you, get you lost, huh? Yeah. Well, and, and like the first episode was exploring the characters and the, you know, um, their discovery of everything. But then the second episode just went right into the action and the death and the, it was just too much. Huh? So to combat that, I went searching for another show and started watching shadow hunters. Now, I haven't heard of that one. Is it any good? It's good. I very was very surprised because it was, um, I'm not sure if it was still called Freeform at that point or if it was ABC Family still, um, but it was that a show on that channel, which I'm usually skeptical about the, that channel because it's um, geared towards the younger generations and usually things are downplayed quite a bit, which angers me, but... <laughs> um this one wasn't it was great um and it's it's based off a book series so i may have to read the book series when i'm done watching it um shadow was there a movie called shadow hunters with uh um lily collins i don't think that was called shadow hunters but i did it did have shadow in the title i don't remember what it was though oh there was because there was a book series that my son loved and i'm just wondering if that was it uh, he's always telling me that i needed to check it out the book series is called mortal instruments that's yes, that is the one with uh, Lily Collins. So I, I'm I'm gonna have to go check this out. Yeah, it's good. It's only got three seasons, unfortunately, but I'm in the middle of the second season and I'm still liking it. Um, something <laughs> I, I I find that among all the action and the twists and turns uh, of the story, the thing that I'm really invested in is the characters. And <laughs> something happened towards the end of season one that I was watching while I was sick yesterday. And I actually cheered out loud about it when it finally happened. And my mom came running in the room, like, by trying to figure out what was going on. Because I was just so happy that it finally happened. <laughs> I did that on Endgame. I, uh, Avengers Endgame. But I was alone, so. Mm, yeah. Well, this, I won't give it spoilers, but it had something to do with um, two male characters. Let's just put it that way. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm really <laughs> hoping that the ending is going to be better than Teen Wolf was because I really don't want to watch three seasons of a show and be disappointed again. Oh, uh, you remember Rev? What was it called? Revolution. Yeah, I was disappointed with the ending of that too. Well, they just stopped it after the second season, but it was the first season was so. Oh, do you remember? The, okay, we were talking about. Have I had a show? There it was. Revolution. I think um, it was three I, seasons. Two. They never came back. The first season was awesome, and then the second season, like, took this weird twist and then never came back. Oh, I thought it was three seasons. Okay, well, that shows how much I remember it. Um, so, in addition to Shadowhunters, I also recently watched the new Pixar film Turning Red on Disney+. Plus. We enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, <laughs> we laughed and we cried and cried quite a bit um happy tears and sad tears <laughs> i don't i don't know this one. Oh, i'm surprised because it's been in the news quite a lot because it's been controversial but i don't i no longer watch the news i only well, read been, certain headlines it's I been don't... all over facebook and everything too but um because i visit disney world so often i'm you know in a lot of disney pages and stuff yeah. so i probably see it more than you do but it is, to sum it up, it's the coming-of-age story of a young 13-year-old girl. Yeah. So the reason that it's had controversy is because it has, you know, like, sexuality and stuff because she's, you know, finding herself. And it, so there was a lot of controversy that it wasn't 
for actual children and people are like shooting back at these like reviewers and things saying this because like that's what children are going through so how is it controversial what was the rating on it um i don't really know that let me look because if it wasn't g then it probably wasn't for children it's like saying oh family guy you know the cartoon is not for children no kidding yeah, no, that one definitely is not. But no, this no, is rated not all P- cartoons. This is rated PG. So, and I saw okay, so older I, gener- older audience. I saw nothing wrong with it. I mean, it, it was exploring, you know, everything a thirteen year old goes through. You know, they they discover their sexuality. They, uh, you know, there was just so much stuff, and I can't even it can't even start to explain it all. But we really enjoyed it, um, and and. In addition to it being a coming-of-age story, the reason I'm bringing it up on this Supernatural podcast is because she was a Asian-Canadian child. And yeah. in the Asian um, culture, there was a story, can't think of the actual word I want, but about the Red Panda and how um, people in her family, women in her family, I should say, turn into the Red Panda whenever they have um height, heightened emotions like not just mm-hmm. anger but any kind of heightened emotion so the whole movie was basically about her struggle with turning into this red panda like in public and all this other stuff but then huh. there was also humor in it because she, you know her best friends knew she was the red panda and so there was other things happening i don't want to give spoilers but it was a really good movie i enjoyed it and i okay. enjoyed how it kind of brought supernatural into you know the teenage years you know yeah but in not in such a in your face kind of way you know everybody's telling me check this out check that out that you know between my tbr list and now my tv watch list (laughs) (laughs) i only have like two hours a night for any form of tv watching and usually i'm like multitasking and researching something while i'm watching something yeah, see, I, I'm able to watch a lot more TV than most people because I can watch it while I do stuff. Like, I can watch it while I write or while I do my work. And oh, no. So. No. I can't. If Like, if say, if I have a TV on in the background for the background noise, it has to be something. You were talking about Freeform earlier. Freeform, I don't know if they're still doing it because I haven't seen it in a minute. They were playing a lot of The Office. Well, I've seen the entire show, entire, every single a season, probably 10, 15 times. So literally nothing is going to surprise me. I can't watch anything that I haven't seen before because it'll take my attention away. I'm like that with like golden girls and stuff, but I can, I mean, it's not to say I don't get distracted if I watch something new, but I can kind of multitask because Mm. honestly, if I didn't have the TV on, I would probably go insane. Yeah. I have to have background. There's only been one book that wanted silence, uh, but I have to have background noise. Although I did, I went outside and wrote for a little bit, but I had the background noise of the birds over my head because the feeder was literally like over my head to to the left of my shoulder because that's where my cave is. Because it was so pretty here yesterday. It's going to be pretty here again today and tomorrow too. Yeah, today is going to be quite warm here. So I'm taking my car to the car wash when we're done recording. Mm. I will be running errands with my mother. Mm. Because my car really needs it because it hasn't been washed since last summer 
I mean, not, you know, a, an actual good wash. I've washed it by hand as much as I could. But right. because I, I got into an accident during the summer, it, there was a part missing that I didn't want to go to the sprayer car washes. and Right, so, right. So it's going to go, since now the part has been replaced, it's going to go get its nice wash and I'm going to get some lunch and I'm just going to take my car on a date. <laughs> I got to tell you, I can't remember the last time I took my car to the car wash. I just, I drive maybe 15 miles a month because of my condition, so I don't. (laughs) When you guys, they don't use salt on your roads, do they? Oh, yeah. Oh, they do. Okay. I thought they might use sand down there. But again, I don't, usually when there's enough snow here, um, my place is usually closed. If there's so much that we have to put, you know, the, the salt down, you know, we're in the Midwest. We're used to ice and snow. Yeah. So, Jen, you remember how we were talking about the new book I've been working on and I was over halfway through. Yeah. I've scrapped it. It has been scrapped, but I started working on the rewrite. <laughs> I've gotten halfway through what I just deleted in three days. And oh my God, I cannot wait for you to read this. I cannot wait for you to read this book. Like I am so excited. I'm dreaming about it. I, I cannot wait for everybody to read this book. So how much do you have left to write? Uh, about, depending on how much they tell me, forty to 50,000 words. I, in three days, I wrote 22,000 words. Write fast. <laughs> <laughs> if I continue at this rate, I would say another week. Okay. I can yeah. wait a week. I can wait a week. Two well, weeks. Maybe then, might well, be too much, but. <laughs> then, you know, I got to do my self edits because I'm, you know, I've got to perfect it before I send it to you. <sighs> The shifter world was turned upside down when Nova joined Big River Pack and mated with the Alpha. It set off a chain of events that exposed many enemies of their kind. Big River Pack thought humans would be their undoing, but they come to realize the fight comes from within. Saving lives or saving hearts, they've made it their mission to protect everyone who needs it. In this five-book series, you'll find action, adventure, humor, and of course, love. Pick up the box set on Amazon today and discover how true love can be found even in the heat of battle. Big River Pack by Lynn Howard. Would you like to introduce our spooky special guest this week, Lynn? Becky. Oh my god, I love Becky so much. Becky Castillo. Becky is an intuitive life coach, and she also uh, runs Silcon. I adore her. Yeah, and she also has um, psychic abilities, and she's an empath, and we talk about all of it in the interview. That's why she and I like to hang out so much, because we mesh really, really well. I only get to see her during Silcon because we live three hours away, but we're the kind of people that... It doesn't matter if it's been five years. It's right back to the way it was. I enjoyed talking to to her in the interview. Um, I wish you were able to join us, but... Yeah, life gets in the way, doesn't it? Well, let's get to that interview. All right, we have our spooky special guest for episode six. Um, unfortunately, my co-host could not join us today, but I'm sure she joins me in welcoming Becky. Becky Castillo, also known as Zeta, is an intuitive life coach, empath, psychic medium, energy healer, and a paranormal researcher. 
She's also the coordinator of Silcon, the Central Illinois convention that highlights paranormal, horror, anime, and gaming topics. Welcome, Becky. Thank you. So do you want to give us a little bit more insight into yourself and everything that you do? Sure. Um, hopefully I don't repeat what you just said. <laughs> but like you said, my name is Becky Castillo. Um, I am from Central Illinois. Been been here all my life. Um, I live here with my husband and I have three boys who are all grown. The youngest is 18 now. So, of course, they're still in the house except for the oldest. But, you know, they're grown anyway. I am an LGBTQ plus advocate. Um, I'm a social media coordinator for PFLAG in Charleston and a chapter leader for Transparent USA for Eastern Illinois, um, which is um, actually a the main group was started um, there in St. Louis. So um, not too far away. Um, I'm also an ordained minister through both ULC and the International Metaphysical Ministry, um, Reiki master, Lahochi practitioner, you already mentioned psychic. Mm. Um, you know, I, I own Embrace Healing and Spirituality in Mattoon, where we do energy healings, readings, life coaching, spiritual counseling, um, and we have a metaphysical store. With all this, all the fun stuff, the crystals and the herbs and the candles and incense and, and, you know, and like you already said, I'm also an event coordinator. Wonderful. You do so much. I don't know how you find the time. Right. And that's not even my day job that I work full time. So. <laughs> wow. Wow. What do you do for a day job? If you don't mind telling us um, right now, anyway, I am an administrative assistant for a private nursing school. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm there Monday through Thursday, and then I'm in my shop Friday, Saturday. That sounds like a lot of responsibility in addition to everything else you do. You know, I no rest for the wicked, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now, as you mentioned, and I also mentioned in the intro, you're the coordinator of Silcon, which is in Mattoon, which I was told how to pronounce because I was told if I pronounce it wrong, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Uh, you don't get in trouble from me, but some people, yes. Some people are very sensitive. And that's Mattoon, Illinois at the Cross mm -hmm. County Mall, correct? Correct. Okay. And yep. it's September 9th through the 10th. Is yes. there anything specific you'd like to say about the convention before we get to the actual questions? Sure. Um, I mean, the, the biggest thing about Silicon I'm, I like people to know is while it's not a 501 C3, it is a nonprofit event. Um, so when we, all the money we make um, with vendor fees and all that goes back to pay guests. So we start over again with a zero balance the next year. Um, we don't do it to make any, any money whatsoever. Um, our, our goal is, um, you know, to keep it free um, to, just to make that Comic-Con paranormal experience, um, you know, free for everyone. Uh, so many people are struggling at, at this point in this area. About 70% of school kids qualify for free and reduced lunch. And, you know, I, I know as a mom, um, you know, it's so expensive to try to take a kid to one of these events. You know, $50, $60 just to get in the door and then more for autographs and so it's, it's always been my thing that if, if I can't keep it free to get in, then I don't want to do it. 
Um, so that's that's kind of the biggest thing about SoulCon that makes it a little different um, from other events. That's a that's wonderful. Um, you don't see that very often, and it's probably a huge uh, selling point for people who attend, especially if they are coming from a distance. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, we started this back in 2013. Then it was called Central Illinois Paracon, and it mostly just focused on paranormal. And it was more just kind of regional people. Um, we would occasionally get somebody from Chicago down, or but it wasn't, you know, like it is now. Um, we took a year-long break, and then when we came back into it in 2018, I, I just wanted it to be more. So I decided if we're, if we're going to continue doing it, I want to go big or go home. So that's when we changed the name and added, um, we made a paranormal horror anime and gaming. Um, so that's, you know, kind of where that's, that's been, um, you know, we, the last couple of years we've been like everybody else shut down for COVID. So we've not been able to do our normal fundraisers. Um, hopefully we'll get to do at least a couple soon. Um, we are luckily generously funded every year um, through tourism board grants here in Mattoon. Um, you know, we haven't we haven't gotten to that process yet or to the meeting yet to find out if they're going to fund us this year. I they have for years, so I hope that they will still continue. If not, I don't know what we're going to do. But um, you know, so we we did started GoFundMe this year to help cover the expenses as well. Um, something we didn't really want to do, but we thought, you know, at this point with COVID, you just never know. Every time we think that we can, we started to schedule a fundraising event and then we locked down again. And so hopefully we'll get some in there anyway. It's very unpredictable. And if you send me that link to the GoFundMe, I will include it in the show notes. Okay, we'll do. Now, this year's theme is suicide prevention and mental health awareness, correct? Yes. Yes. Will there be... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just wondering if there was going to be anything during the convention to raise that awareness or any kind of um, like pamphlets or anything that you're going to hand out. What are you doing for the mental health awareness and suicide prevention? Okay. Well, um, a couple of our, our guests that are there um, pretty regularly... Um, do work with this kind of awareness anyway. Um, Potograph for Pooches out of Wisconsin, Tim Miley. Um, he does a lot to raise raise suicide awareness, but then he um, also raises money to give back to local animal shelters, um, whenever, whatever area he's in, um, because his his suicide story or his suicide attempt story he basically was saved by his, his dog he had just adopted. Um, so he does it to kind of give back to raise awareness for mental health issues, but also to give back to animals, um, in honor of, you know, of his, of his dog Murray. Um, so that aspect kind of comes in and he does speak about it during the event. He'll be speaking. Um, also, uh, one of our other guests, Santiago from the walking dead, um, does a lot of suicide awareness and prevention promotion stuff. Um, so those two are, are very key pieces. 
Um, we've also teamed up with Save 22 um, to raise money and awareness for veteran suicide. You can learn more about them at save22.vet. Um, but um, one thing that we were hoping to put into play this time, um, but I don't know that we're going to be able to now. We're, I've been talking to the, the people at the mall. Uh, we were trying to establish a car show um, to have not only the different vendors' specialty cars, but just, you know, normal classic car show. And all those proceeds go to Save 22. But we're having some logistical issues because where we thought there was a, there's a big store that's empty. And we're, so we thought we could use that parking lot, but apparently there's a store coming in that they can't tell me about. Oh. <laughs> so they're basically telling me that that parking lot's probably not going to be available. So we probably can't do it. So I'm still kind of looking into, we could have it off site, but I, I just want to be able to like, make sure I can tie it in with Silicon. So there is, um, another parking lot owned by somebody else that sits kind of diagonal from that store, but still right there by the mall. Uh, I'm going to try to get a hold of them and see if we can use that parking lot um, just so we can still keep it close by because Save 22 has actually has um, several, they participate in several motorsports. And uh, so they were going to try to bring at least one of their race cars out. Oh, exciting. I, I hope you can yeah. find a way to do it. I know, and I because normally the the mystery machine usually will be there. Um, sometimes the zombie defense vehicles will be there. Um, a couple of the paranormal teams bring their, you know, their their cars, and um, and you know, and sometimes we have hearses show up. So I thought it would be kind of neat to have that, you know, tie in with the convention with the specialty cars, but then also a normal car show. Um, to raise money. So I, I'm hoping. Um, and then I'm also reaching out to different organizations who want to get, donate brochures, flyers, that sort of thing. And we'll have a inf couple information tables scattered throughout so people can get flyers. We'll probably put up some suicide prevention, you know, number posters sporadically throughout the place as well. And so. Wonderful. Well, it sounds like a wonderful event. I really wish I could come. <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> if I was able to have the funds to travel, you bet I would be there. <laughs> but unfortunately, I'm all the way up in New York. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe next year. We'll see. We've had a couple of people from New York come over, so. Great. We have one from New England that drives over. Wow. Yeah, see, that's what I would prefer because I'm not a plane person, but... <laughs> I'm also not very good with directions, so. Yeah, I hear you. Well, you could always you could always fly into St. Louis and then come over with the Erdlin. Yeah, that that that's probably what I would end up doing, and I'd still probably be the one driving. But <laughs> probably, yeah. Now, are there still openings for vendors? There is. Yep. Um, we still probably have room for maybe 30, 30 40 more. And where can people go to sign up for that? Um, they can go to our website, which is um, www.cil-con.com. 
and there's a link there, um, or they're welcome to send us a message on Facebook and we can shoot the link over. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, you know, trying not to overbook it just because the mall is dynamically changing, which is so weird for us to have to deal with because that we held, we hold it in a shopping mall. I guess I didn't mention that before. Um, so we're actually in a mall, active stores everywhere, but all of our vendors are in the hallways so that you get not only the convention traffic, but you get the shopper traffic as well. Smart. You know, and then we have one store, a fairly decent sized store that we use and set up in there as well. Normally there's been a lot of empty areas. Um, Rural King purchased the mall a few years ago. And then they put their store in there and um, they've been, you know, adding some stores in. They just added Marshall's in last year, the year before. I don't know, with COVID, everything seems like last year, but (laughs) probably been two years. Um, And then this other store that's going, I don't know what it is. She won't tell me. I tried. (laughs) But, you know, the other store, well, JCPenney's had went out. So this other store is, I guess, is coming in in that spot. Um, So it's very, I'm trying not to overbook because it's very dynamic. I don't know where they'll have stores in by September and where they won't. So, you know, it's unfortunate to have to deal with that, but you never know if more stores coming in might bring more foot traffic. And it's good for the mall. The mall has been so dead out there for so long. I mean, there's between Mattoon and Charleston, there's... 60, 70,000 people and everybody's driving 45 minutes away to go shopping. Wow. Because there's just no, I mean, it's Walmart. Yeah. You know, and that's it. I mean, Marshall's, you know, which is kind of, a, you know, we're really hoping that it's a target going in there. That would be awesome. But, you know, I even tried name dropping it. Like, is it target? <laughs> I can't tell you. Tight lipped. <laughs> like, man, come on. <laughs> And your website, is that also where people can go to get tickets to attend it? Um, there's no, there's no tickets. Oh, okay. So you just show up. You just show up. Yep. Okay. Um, there's no tickets cause we don't charge anything. So, um, you're welcome to just show up and browse around. Wonderful. You know, that's more money for the vendors. That's the way I look at it. But if they're not paying, you know, not paying an admission charge, and that's more money they can spend with the vendors and and get goodies for themselves. So. And now I know you're the coordinator, but will you also be there as a vendor? Um, probably not. Okay. Um, I may have an informational table or a display kind of table set up. Um, but we're a very we're a very small committee. It's pretty much me and well, me and two others actually do the legwork. Um, we usually have more volunteers that weekend to help out, but I'm still usually running around like a chicken with my head cut off from one side of the mall to the other. So, um, I won't have time to really do readings or anything like that. Um, unfortunately, but I, you know, if I get a chance to stop by the table and say hi to people, I will, but for the most part, I think I'll just kind of be, you know, an informational table, about the store since a lot of people don't know that we're here in town now. Um, you know, and maybe I might have 
my my kid my kid my youngest kid or somebody sit there at the table and talk to people as well but the odds of me being at one spot for very long aren't very good <laughs> it's understandable it's it's kind of like when it's your wedding day and you're just oh yeah moving all over the place <laughs> i think the last silicon i had my my um my apple watch on and it was like 50,000 steps in one day wow yeah, I was like dead, but it's all right. It's worth it. It's worth every minute of it. So, and now you mentioned name dropping. Are there some names of vendors that you could uh, let us know about? Um, yeah. I mean, the 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 possibilities are endless because we're not, you know, we're we're kind of adding guests in slowly, um, you know, due to funding and all of that. So, um, you know, if there's any businesses or anything that hear this and have somebody in particular they want to bring they're welcome to sponsor it <laughs> i'm all for that um, but we do have Cian, uh, santiago cirillo from the walking dead um he will be there for sure he's been here with us for years um and he is just absolutely wonderful uh, we've fulfilled a couple make a wish type things with him and um he's just an amazing person and he's just so great for everybody so and if you don't have a loudspeaker he's perfect for that too <laughs> so, um other guests um that are normally there we have christopher st booth and keith age both will be there um victory born cosplay will be back um she's going to be organizing um, another awesome cosplay competition um and she actually joined the planning committee this year um, she's been there for several years with us, so it's good to have her on board to help out and and uh, help get things done. Um, there'll also be a wide variety of authors, actors, paranormal teams, um, psychic mediums. I, there's a little bit of everything, metaphysical vendors, craft vendors. Um, we are hosting a couple tabletop game tournaments this um, this time. Oh, fun. The, the Killers trading card game will um be doing some stuff there and then um i believe we are hosting a world or regional championship for um oh my gosh i think it's called stargate my brain just totally spaced on that game i think it's called stargate though um but we have you know, just a, a lot of different things, um, a lot of different people, um, a lot of the same um, vendors that people know and love, like um, Lexa's Lucky Rocks. They have a lot of different crystals and stuff. Um, they'll be there again. And um, Tina Marie Ronan with um, her uh, heirloom haberdashery. She's the one that makes all the pretty hats. Um, she'll be there again. And I mean, there's so many, <laughs> including my lovely co-host Lynn Howard. Yes, yes, yes. She will be there as well. Okay. So that was all the questions I had about the convention. Was there anything else you wanted to add before we move on? Um, you know, I, um, I don't know. I mean, I just want to invite everybody to come out. Everybody's welcome. Um, there's something for everyone. Um, it's, it's just always a lot of fun. 
Um, you know, there's something, there's stuff for adults and kids alike. Um, hopefully soon we may have a really special guest announcement. Ooh. Who's somebody that's on national TV a lot, still even currently. Um, but we're still working out some details. It's a joint venture between myself and Ashmore, well, the convention and Ashmore States. And a lot of times we work together to bring somebody in. And so they'll do the convention and something out there um, the same weekend. So we're working on that. Um, Don't know exactly where we stand on that yet. So keep an eye on our Facebook page. And as soon as we know, we'll announce that. But now I'm intrigued. (laughs) You know, I really, I've always wanted to meet this person. And I've been at conventions where he's there, but not ever got to meet him in person. So then hopefully get to meet him but we'll see they might have a de- an idea who you're talking about so we'll see if i when you announce it if i'm correct <laughs> well i could probably message it to you okay because i'd like to know if i'm correct about it <laughs> yeah, i can sneak you the name through facebook messenger good okay great now moving on to the other things you do the many 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 things you do i know um, if somebody were looking to hire you for one of the services you offer, where could they go to contact you? Sure. Um, they can visit my website, which is embracehealing.net, or they can find me on Facebook. Um, it's Embrace Healing and Spirituality. I believe on Facebook, it's the at Embrace Heals Matt Toon. Um, Embrace Healing wasn't available, so I think it's Embrace Healing Matt Toon. Um, but if you just look up Embrace Healing and Spirituality, you'll, you should find it. Um, or they can, you know, find me personally on Facebook under Becky Castillo, and I, I'm more than happy to set something up there that way as well. Um, we do them in person. I can also do readings um, online, you know, through Facebook Messenger or Zoom or, or whatever. Um, and I can do some, like I do, Reiki, I teach Reiki, and I can do that distantly distance as well instantly i can't even talk (laughs) it's a hard word to say actually distance yes uh okay so i will include all of those links that you just mentioned in the show notes as well to make it a little easier for people um now i saw in your bio that you're working on your phd in conscious central living can you explain what that is yeah so i um i'm a student through university of sedona um, it's also University of Metaphysics. Sometimes it's called, it depends on what degree you're taking. Um, so basically the degree focuses on bringing, okay. And full, dis- full disclosure, disclaimer, I did just copy this from their site <laughs> because I was like, how am I going to describe this? So this is from their website. <laughs> it says that the degree focuses on Higher, bringing higher consciousness and God's inner presence into every aspect and every moment of one's life. And God-centered mindful awareness. Um, so basically, it's, it's just incorporating that higher power into your life. And then you use it, um, to, you apply it with holistic life coaching and um, holistic spiritual counseling. So is it more of like a mental class than a physical one? Yes. Yeah. Um, You'll, it's like basically just, 
kind of that positive, conscious centered, you know, what you put out is what you get back. Um, so it's eventually, you know, you'll, that's kind of a higher spiritual path for every, it says eventually knowing the highest spiritual path for every situation, every decision and every deed. So it's, it's kind of a, a different form, I guess, of spiritual counseling. Interesting. And now are you enjoying it? I am. I am. Um, I am actually in the part of writing my dissertation. Oh, <laughs> I'm not enjoying that. Um, and it's going very, very slowly. I keep bumping back that anticipated graduation date. <laughs> because needless to say, I don't have a lot of time to sit around and write a paper. Yes, and dissertations take a lot of time and a lot of discipline. Yes, yeah. So, and of which I don't have right now. So, when I finally graduate, will be a whole other. Who knows? <laughs> well, good luck with your classes, and I hope everything thank goes smoothly with your dissertation. Oh, thank you. Like I've got every, I've got all the data collected. It's just wrapping my mind around it and putting it together. Mm -hmm. My mind doesn't like to be wrapped right now. <laughs> okay, so as you probably know, all of our guests are asked if they've ever had any supernatural experiences of their own. But since you're obviously connected to the paranormal world, um, I was just wondering if you could tell us a noteworthy story about any encounter you've had and whatever one you want to pick. Okay. Well, the one that I usually share the most, um, is basically the, the first one I can ever remember. Um, I have been experiencing the paranormal all my life. Um, you know, I, the first time I remember I was about five. Um, and at that point it was my, my grandpa had come to me and I, I knew my grandpa was in the hospital, but you know, you're five, they don't really tell you much. They just say grandpa's sick. He's in the hospital. Um, so I, but I woke up and my grandpa was there and I was like excited, you know, I'm like, oh, he's out of the hospital. And, um, he sat on the bed and was telling me that he was going to have to go away, that, um, something was wrong with his heart. His heart was broken and they couldn't fix it. And so that he was going to have to go, but he would always be there with me. Um, if I ever needed him, just talk cause he could hear me. You know, and I had this long conversation with him. He tucked me back into bed. I went back to sleep, um, got up the next morning and, you know, my, my parents woke me up to get me ready for kindergarten and they sat me down they said, we need to talk to you about grandpa. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. He's fine. I know that. And they're like, well, no, we need to talk to you. And I'm like, I, I'm like, he's fine. He told me he had to go because he had a broken heart. And I gave, I told them everything he told me and they just kind of went pale and just kind of looked at me like I was nuts for a few seconds. <laughs> and then they told me, you know, that what had happened, that he had passed away overnight at the hospital and had a massive heart attack, um, which is not what he was in there for, um, but that he had, he had died that night. And I'm like, I know, that's what I just told you. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So usually, because that's just the story I tell the most because people are like, when was the first time you experienced paranormal? Well, probably way before then, but that's the first one I remember. <laughs> now, how old were you again? I was about five. 
I, wow. And the fact that you remember it that clearly too. Yeah. Yeah. And I still, I still see him to this day. Um, if I, if I need, you know, he's, he's one of my guides. He's always here. So at five years old, were you, was it something that scared you or did you not believe it at first? I mean, how was your reaction? I mean, at first, when I, when he first woke me up, it was more of a, I was excited because I thought he was home from the hospital. Um, so it was kind of like a, you know, I don't, I don't think it really set in, you know, and then we had this conversation, you know, and then he, it, it was almost like he had just been there. He had just been there to visit. And then he told me and I, you know, I got upset and he told me not to worry about it. And he got me, you know, calmed down and tucked me back in and he was gone and I fell back to sleep. So it was almost like he just came in you know, home from the hospital, came in and then went into the other room when I fell back to sleep. Um, so it really wasn't until a little bit later that it really kind of dawned on me, you know, like when my parents kept saying, you know, he wasn't here and I'm like, yes, he was, he was in my bedroom. He came in and talked to me (laughs) and they're like, no, he never left the hospital. And it was just like, whatever i don't care what you say he was here yeah that must have been confusing because at five you probably didn't quite understand why they were saying that and yeah yeah i was like i don't know what you're talking about they they were here um but you know they never they got better with it and they learned pretty quickly but i I found out later in life had i I wish i had known before my great-grandma passed away but apparently my great-grandma was a medium as well no one ever talked about it. Even the entire time I was going through it, she was alive. She never said a word to me. And it wasn't until after she was gone, my great uncle made the comment, well, you know, your grandma, your grandma Lucy saw spirits too. And I'm like, no, that would have been nice to know. Yeah. Really. <laughs> would have been nice to know that I wasn't the only one in the family that was crazy. Well, and it doesn't sound like they... Uh, denied her gift so I don't understand no, why no. they didn't feel that they needed to tell you yeah it was it was very strange it was just like they never denied I think I think maybe they were just afraid of it and just didn't know so they never told me I didn't have it but they also never encouraged me to work with it um, you know so I, I went through a time in my well, a little bit before my teens, so I was about 11, um, from about 11 to about 15, I, I tried my very best to just block it all out. Um, I had a pretty traumatic experience, um, with a church when I was 11, um, that, that scared, scared the, the wits out of me. And, um, so I tried very, very hard not to, um, not to see things, not to, you know, to ignore it and pretend to be normal. Um, it wasn't until I was about right about 16. Cause I had just gotten my driver's license that I kept having the same feeling over and over again. And, and the spirits telling me, um, you know, to, to act. And finally I, I did it. And, um, I guess I, I can tell you that story quickly. It was my, ex 
my ex future mother-in-law if that makes sense <laughs> um i kept hearing ambulances and being told to call and check on her call and check on her and i was just like just go to sleep this is stupid you know until so finally i just i just said fine whatever so i picked up the phone i called my my ex-husband i said is your mom okay he's like well i guess she just went to bed a little bit ago I'm like, just humor me and go check on her because if I don't tell you, then this is never going to stop. So he went to check on her and um, she had stopped breathing. And so he started CPR, um, called 911 and um, they got her to the hospital in time, but she had a um, bad gallbladder and it had ruptured and was, um, had gangrene set in. So she was septic. And um, they said had the ambulance not been called, you know, within five minutes of that time, she wouldn't have been here. And so from that point, I was like, okay, I've got to start listening to this. And so I started working with everything again and been doing it again ever since. Interesting. Now, did your ex-husband believe in your gift? Um, no. Not really. <laughs> uh, it was more, it was a coincidence. Mm. Um, so I, I quietly explored things. Um, that was also a very abusive relationship. Um, so I, everything was quietly explored, um, you know, on the down low during that time. Um, it really wasn't until about the last 14, 15 years that I've really been full on gung ho out in the open, you know, everybody knows this is what I do. And, and, you know, I just study continuously and try different, you know, modalities of healing and try different spiritual things. And, you know, just to get myself back into feeling like myself again. Now I am, I'm going to ask you an additional question that I didn't prepare you for. Um, sure. So you're an empath and in a previous episode, Lynn and I were talking about how it's sometimes very difficult to deal with being an em empath because sometimes the world is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. um, is there any tips you can give that you use to kind of not really block off the world, but to help you cope sometimes? Right. Um, shielding, for sure. Um, and it's super easy. It sounds like it's rough, but it's super easy you basically just encircle yourself with a bubble, whatever, however you want to visualize it. For me, it's just like a, a big bubble that comes around me. Um, I kind of like now, now in the world of TikTok, you know, you've got all the different videos and you've seen, you see some of the people walking in like the big hamster wheel. <laughs> yeah. For people that that's, it's kind of like that, you know, put that circle around you and just, visualize it being there and that way you know you can walk past people you can you know interact with people but they can't get into your bubble um it, that helps a lot um places like walmart are just hell yes <laughs> i mean they're hell for normal people <laughs> let alone for empathic people um but yeah it's it's very easy to you know um i, I work at a nursing school so when they're stressed over finals or, you know, they just did bad on a test and they're crying, I'm crying with them. 
but you know, it's just, it's one of those things. It's like, we're always, you know, kind of going right along with it. Well, that's wonderful tip. Thank you very much for that. Um, no problem. And just one little additional thing about being an empath. I was wondering, do you have a happy place, whether a physical or a mental happy place? Physically, I, I just, I guess home. I mean, I, I'm, I'm used to the energy of everybody there. So a lot of stuff can be going on and, and I am good. You know, I've got my pets and, you know, everything's good there. Um, mentally, spiritually, I, a lot of it is music for me. Music is my happy place. If I'm stressed or, you know, feeling anxious or anything, I'll, I'll put on different music that has, you know, different, it, it all just depends on, you know, the mood and what kind of music it would be. <laughs> but I find that music a lot of times can kind of level out those, those energies and calm me down. It kind of directs your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I understand that. Yeah. I, I'm the same way, but with TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't do a lot of TV. I, I am a, I'm a gamer. So a lot of times when I'm stressed, that's kind of my thing. I just go home and get on the computer and turn on World of Warcraft yeah, it's and, very, very easy to get lost in video games. So I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Disappear into another world. Yeah, definitely. Know? Definitely. Just <laughs> in my opinion, I think we need to back away from the Sims because I feel like that stresses us out more than life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was all my questions. Um, is there anything else you'd like to let our listeners know where they can find you? What's going to be coming up for you? Anything like that? Um, well, I mean, I am one thing that I don't know how long I'll take, probably a few months, but we, I am working on a crystal healing certification. So that will be coming to the shop, you know, as soon as I finish the training for that. Um, to be fair, it's not uncommon for me to be doing an energy healing and grabbing crystals off the shelf that I feel are useful in that situation. So I sort of do crystal healing anyway, but we're going official. Um, other than that, I mean, you're, they're welcome to check out the website or the Facebook page, um, and see what we have available. So I'm going to be doing tomorrow afternoon, a live Facebook sale. I believe I had it scheduled for four o'clock. It's on the Facebook page. I, have, I need to double check because, you know, now important for me to remember by tomorrow afternoon, you mean Saturday, the 12th, Saturday. Right? Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Do you have one planned um, after that? Because this episode will go live next Friday. Oh, okay. Um, I usually weekends, I'm usually doing something online because I'm here at the office from 11 to 6. So by like 4.30 or so, I'm starting to get a little bored and antsy and want to do something. So chances are the following weekend, I will be at some point going live. Um, I will try to schedule it this week that way. It's scheduled once the you know podcast comes out and they can look at it, look at the Facebook page and see the event there. So basically, if somebody wants to catch you live, it's check the Facebook on the weekends, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. And again, they're, they're welcome to, you know, I can do, I, I might be in the office on Fridays and Saturdays, but I can do readings in the evenings during the week, um, you know, on Sundays, whatever, especially if they're virtual, so it doesn't matter if you live in this area or not. I'm. I can do 
the exact same reading, the exact same results across the across the globe. So, and now the live that you're doing on the weekends, those are free. Those are just for anybody that pops on. Yeah. Yep. That those are basically just, um, and they vary. Sometimes I'll show different stuff from the shop or put, you know, run sales on certain things, or sometimes I'll just do free one card readings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really just kind of depends on the mood at the moment. Um, it's not uncommon for me to be here bored and be like, okay, I'm just going to go live and see if anybody's on and wants a reading. <laughs> Cause I'm just, I'm not the kind of person that can just sit quietly and do nothing. Yeah. Uh, I'm the same way, but unfortunately I also have to be structured and scheduled and so popping on and doing things like that last minute is so yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, it just kind of, I mean, sometimes I'm just sitting here going, oh my gosh, I need something to do. Let's just pop online and see if anybody happens to be around. And, you know, every now and then it, it's weird because sometimes maybe one person will show up and ask a question. And then the next time there might be 15, 20 people. Well, thank you so very much for being my guest. All right. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun talking to Becky, and I really hope I can attend Silicon one year and maybe even get some on-set recording done for the podcast. That would be fun. I have been known to do live feeds on Facebook during the Silicon just to show the guests. You definitely, I know it's a, a long trip for you, but it is, so far it has been the only con that I've been attending over the past few years, and I look forward to it each time. I have so much fun. I meet so many amazing people there every year. Well, James Anito. <laughs> he was one of the people I met there. Maybe next year. Maybe I might be able to make it out. We'll see. We'll see how situations happen. <laughs> Becky, I look forward to seeing you in September, doll. I know you're listening to this now. And if anybody else out there that listens to the podcast uh, would like to be interviewed, we are still looking for some April and May guests. We have three spots open. So if you're an author or a psychic or anything having to do with Supernatural, even if you want to just come on and talk Supernatural TV, you're welcome. So give us a shout in our email, which is in the show notes, and we'll get you set up. See you guys next time. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to Let's Get Mystical. This podcast was hosted by Genevieve Scholl and Lynn Howard and produced by Genevieve Scholl. If you'd like to contact the hostesses, you can do so by emailing letsgetmysticalpodcast at gmail.com.